Well, here we are, week two of our series, Beyond, and it's exciting to be able to gather. I feel like the momentum that's, that's going with that, we were in prayer this week and even this morning for that, and I just know God's not done yet, and uh, I love how he goes from strength to strength. So our second message in the series of Beyond, um, Sunday, or the last weekend, the, the Easter weekend was incredible here with Good Friday. The place was packed to the back, and uh, just such a great sense of God moving in that. And then Sunday morning, we began, and we talked about beyond the cross, and just some powerful things that God was doing in our midst. And I've, I've brought back our chalkboard with that, and it's going to be included in this, this series as well, this message as well, to be a part of that. We're just... I'm looking forward and believing and that we're going to be living beyond limits. So we've gone beyond the cross, but I want to talk about beyond limits. I spent actually five years in the U.S., Debbie and I and the family. We, we were a part of a church there, and uh, the pastor, his name's Kevin Green, one of the things that um, he started out as kind of a contractor doing different works like, work like that, but his passion was always for flying. And so he ended up, he sold his business, and then he built an airstrip, a grass airstrip, and, a, and, a, and an airplane community along that, and he built and sold kit planes. It's like, so he was, he was a, a pilot, and uh, I always loved any opportunity that I had to go flying with him, because not only was he was a pilot, he was just a tiny bit on the crazy side. So we would be able to go flying, and he would do stunts, and he would do... Ever heard of a hammerhead when it comes to, to an airplane? So what he would do, he would take a plane and he would go into a climb, almost vertical climb, and go up like this, and then you would stop, and then you would fall over and come down like It was so much fun. It was awesome. It's like at one point he looked at me when we were out flying, and he says, aren't you like the least bit sick or anything like that. And I said, no, this is great. Like, can we do it? And so I just love that. It's like he would push the plane. He built the planes. He kind of knew their limits. Um, he had crashed a few times, but it's okay. Um, but I loved flying with him because it, you just kind of felt like there was just no bounds. There was no limits. I was having a conversation with somebody last Sunday after the service, and, and, and the conversation kind of went towards what heaven would be like or what the end times would be like when Jesus comes back and that, that whole, um, the concept of life after death and what it would be like. And um, one of my crazy notions kind of came up through that. I, I have always hoped that I can fly. Now, don't, yeah, you can laugh. It's okay. But in the life to come, that there's, there's a sense that, you know, that I can fly. And I, and I know it sounds a little bit silly, but man, the idea of being able to just soar and dive and spin and just kind of be released, escape the bounds of gravity has just always been something that, that's been like, to me, that's just the epitome of being beyond limits. It's like just absolute freedom. I mean, I mean, come on. It talks about when, when the disciples, when Jesus, right, he, he, it says he, he ascended into the clouds before. I mean, that sounds like flying to me. He's like, and it says, it says that when, when he returns that we will meet him in the air. I mean, that, I, I mean, right? It's not completely crazy. I mean, I can hope, right? <laughs> As I said, we're in a series called Beyond. And last week we talked about being beyond the cross. And as people came forward and they wrote on the chalkboard, things that they had gotten beyond, things that they were believing 
they were making a decision to, to move beyond, to get past. I believe some people really experienced some breakthrough here on Sunday. It was, it was really good. And we celebrate that. But I want to continue this series today with, with facing head on what it takes to live beyond. What it takes to walk in that freedom, to live in that freedom, to live beyond limits. Let's take a moment and pray there. God, I thank you, God, that you bring us freedom, that in an instant you can break chains, that in an instant you set us free. And God, I thank you also that, that you not just set us free, but you help us to walk in freedom, that you, you empower us, you walk with us, you go before us, you set the example. And Lord, we just celebrate the freedom that we have in you. And Lord, and I just pray that your word, as it goes forth today, would continue to bring freedom that it would release people, that people would be able to walk in the power of your spirit and the freedom that it brings. In Jesus' name, amen. When it comes to breakthrough, I know what it is to have an incredible Sunday, absolute presence of God impacting Sunday, and then get slapped with Monday. Am, am I alone? Anybody else know what that's like? You, you have this Sunday that's like, oh man, you could hear the choruses of angels. You know, God, it was like God, and then Monday comes. I, I know what it's like to, to be at a conference or a retreat where you spend some time away and just the presence and power of God is so real and you just soak that in and, and you know, there's such a tangible sense of his presence. And then, you return to reality. You, you come and you struggle even to remember the closeness that, that I felt in those moments. Like, I, I'm, I'm not convinced of which reality is actually the, the one that we should be paying more attention to. Uh, sometimes I think we get our realities reversed. Like, you know, we live in this realm so much that, that we, we, we assume that this is the more... Um, I don't even know the right word, but the more tactile it is, the more tactile, but it's like, and yet our other reality is eternal. Reality. The Holy Spirit brings breakthrough. But he also lives in us to allow us to walk in freedom, to be able to face the Monday, to be able to approach reality from a standpoint of a reality that it's beyond. He acts in a moment, but he works in a lifetime. And I'm so thankful for that. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, and Paul's writing a letter to the church in Galatia. It's probably one of the first letters that he wrote. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So he's writing to the church. He's like, Jesus brought you freedom. And it's for freedom that you've been set free. Not, not to go back to something. It's like this verse is taken from a letter that Paul wrote to the believers in the first century church in Galatia. But he's referring to slavery to the law, not to a human overlord or a slave driver. Paul was in a battle of words with those that thought and taught that Christians had to be circumcised to be Christians. Like They, they had to be kind of both Jewish and Christian. And Paul was saying no. Like, that, that's not the case. If, 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 the, if faith in Christ has been your salvation, don't go back to the law to keep your salvation. You find it in him. 
They'd been set free from the burden of keeping the law. But Paul was saying, don't go back to what you've been set free from. Now, we live with different challenges. Like, right, there's no, we don't have that sense of the law so much now that you go back to these rituals to, to be part of your salvation. But I wonder how often our tendency is that we receive a breakthrough. We, we, we receive a touch of God. We, 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 the change break but we're drawn back to almost gravitate towards what we were set free from. That there's a sense of, yes, we've been set free, but the past is something that's so strong. It's something that we've learned to live with and it becomes familiar. You know, sometimes better the situation that you're familiar with than the risk of something more. But Paul, you know, old habits die hard, right? <laughs> it's, it's interesting how hard old habits die and how difficult it is to create new good habits. I don't know how that works, but anyway, it does. But Paul goes on in his letter when he's speaking to these, these Galatians, and he says, you, my brothers, in verse 13, same chapter, Galatians 5, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Don't use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in the single command, love your neighbor as yourself. So we're called to be free. And we're called to love freely. You see, it's one thing to have the door of the cage open. It's another thing to leave the cage entirely. Think of a of a bird that's, that's been in captivity and been in the cage. and the, 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 It's open. The cage is open. They, they fly out, but they fly back, and they keep flying back. It's the sense of being free. It's, it's one thing to have it open. I had a talk recently with someone who made reference to the fact that sometimes competitive swimmers that have trained a lot and they, and they swim competitively that when they, when they swim in open water, like maybe in the ocean or in a lake, they can actually have almost an anxiety attack because of the space around them. They're so used to, to swimming in a lane that's established with the lines on the bottom of the pool and the end as the focus and the flip point, and they train so much to focus on those things that when they're gone, it's almost like... The, the, all of a sudden, they become a little bitty fish in a big pond, and it, and it causes some, some angst because where's the point of reference? Where's the, and I think sometimes with us, like God gives us freedom, and I love how Pastor Ken, well, I was going to say Pastor Ken Sullivan, Ken Sullivan, prophetically there. Ken Sullivan, when he was preaching recently on freedom, he talked about how there's such a spacious free life that we have by loving God that we're not constrained by these rules but he sets us free and sometimes we find that disconcerting it's like is that okay but it is there's no boundaries there's no turnarounds and sometimes I think we're just so used to swimming in our little pool that when God sets us free we're afraid of the open water we're so used to putting up with it you know I've heard a few testimonies of people who experienced breakthrough after Sunday or during Sunday. There was, there was one individual that expressed to one of our staff members that for 30 years they had carried something 
that it happened, that they just kind of, they buried, kind of set aside. And, but when they, they made the decision to come forward and to put that on the board, they, something was released, something was broken. There was an un, another individual that was trying so hard to get over something. There was an, a hurt and offense, and there was, it was a struggle, and they'd been trying like, just to get past it, but the wrestling with the emotions and the feelings and everything with it, it just, it was a weight, and they were carrying it, and it was crushing it. But as they made the decision to come forward, they said that as they began to write on the board, it was almost as if something physical lifted off them as God set them free from that. And, and they, beca- they began to walk in the freedom of that. I mean, isn't that amazing? I mean, isn't that cool? There was, there's probably, I think, somewhere around 60 things that are written on that board of people that have said, I've been set free from this, or I've overcome this, or I've, I'm choosing to deal with this today. And I believe God did a huge, huge work in their lives. I mean, that's awesome. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And He brings freedom to us. There's transformation. There's victory in the presence and power of God. And and I actually believe for for the number of people that actually got a chance to write something on the board, there was probably a lot of people that just didn't feel that they could do that. But I believe God was at work, and God is at work. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. There's a scripture there. That talks about victory. 1 Corinthians 15, starting at verse 56. That's a long chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 56. It says, The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But get this, but thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. He he gives us victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. He gives us victory. But don't be surprised that that victory is challenged. Right? Don't, be, don't be surprised if we face doubt, fear, temptation, opposition. He's saying, but, but rest assured that your victory is in him. Rest assured that it's there. It's real. Stand firm. Let nothing move you. We can walk in freedom today. I want to give you some good news and a huge challenge in one verse. Well, actually, and I'll read more than one verse, but it's like this one really sums it up. It's in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It's, it's, it's such great news, but it's such a huge challenge. It's, it's, it's the secret, really, to walking in victory. It's the secret to, to living beyond limits. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says this, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. See what I mean? It's good news and challenging at the same time. His divine power, mm, that's awesome. That's the power of his spirit. His divine power has given us everything that we need. Again, a challenge, but good news. For life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. 
Isn't that incredible? He's given us what we need. And then in verse 4, it continues. Through these, he's given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, to goodness knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone doesn't have them, he's nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he's been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never fall, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Add to your faith. I mean, faith is a gift from God. Our faith, he just pours that into us. But he says, you've been given this. Now take, now add to your faith goodness, goodness knowledge, to knowledge perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, the brotherly kindness love. There's this addition, there's this growth, there's this development, there's a sense of, of freedom and power as we continue to walk in that. So, so I, I mean, get this. So we've been given everything that we need by his divine power in us. Whose power? His divine power. His divine power in us. It's supernatural. It's beyond us. It's not our will. We align our will with his divine power within us. And then we have to apply it. We apply that power to our lives moment by moment, decision by decision, challenge by challenge, temptation by temptation, day by day. And you know, we won't always get it right. This is, this is the book, Second Peter. So we'll just assume that maybe Peter wrote it, right? Well, this, this is Peter, right? This is Peter that, that one day walks on water with Jesus and then a different day denies him three times. We're not always going to get it right. This is the same, Jesus, the same Peter that when he received the power of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, he went out and he spoke a message under the power of the Holy Spirit and, and like 3,000 people got saved that day. See, Peter didn't always get it right, but at the same time, there was something about God's divine power in him that, wow, when Peter applied it, it was awesome. When he denied it, he wasn't so awesome. We can all relate, right? I mean, this, I'm your pastor here. I have good days, bad days. It's... It's just the way it goes, right? We have Sundays that are fantastic, some Mondays that are not. But that's okay. Because we can live beyond limits as we trust in God, beyond the struggles, beyond the shortcomings, beyond our weakness. You know that over a third of the people that wrote on the chalkboard addressed fear and anxiety as something that they were either trying to get over or something that God had released them from. Between a third and a half of the people that actually wrote on the board, fear and anxiety. It's a struggle's real. I know that's kind of a catchphrase nowadays, but 
the struggle is real. We are constantly bombarded. We live in a world where there's so much uncertainty. And our self-doubt sometimes, our insecurity, the situation that we live in can be overpowering. The Apostle Paul knew struggles. Yeah, he wrote like over half of the New Testament. But again, he was real. The things that he faced. At one point, he talks about some thorn in in his side, some messenger, he calls it, from the enemy. And we don't know whether that's really a person, whether that's a physical ailment or what that was, but he goes to Jesus or he prays and he says, God, take that away. Like, it would be really nice if that would just go away. God, deliver me from that. And it's interesting Jesus' response to it. But he said to me in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for you. Because my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, Paul says, therefore, man, I'm going to boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. So that Christ's power may rest in me. I mean, that's why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, hardships, persecutions, difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. His divine power at work in us. As followers of Christ this morning, we don't have to live in denial. We don't have to live in denial of the challenges. We don't have to even live in denial of our weaknesses. We don't have to deny our humanity, but we don't have to live as victims of it either. We're in this place of being real, recognizing, being authentic, embracing it. Because God's strength is made even more evident in the midst of our weakness. I know that's kind of a, huh? Our flaws, our tendencies, the things that sometimes define us. We don't deny those things, but we listen to a different voice. We believe a different report. God's strength is made even more evident. But you know what? That's hard for us. That's hard for me. And you know why one of the reasons it's hard for me? Is because at that point, our level of vulnerability goes through the roof and we have to trust God. We have to actually trust God in our weakness. He has to become our safety net. He has to become our strength. That means we're trusting someone other than ourselves. We are completely trusting in something beyond ourselves. That's not easy. I mean, come on, face it. Our culture, we're told to be our, you know what I mean? The, 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 we're told to be our own strength. Be a self-made person. You know, you, you're, you know you're stronger than you think. You, you, you know, 
The, the idea is that we find the strength within ourselves. Paul's counteracting that. He says, no, you, you recognize the weakness within yourself and allow God to be your strength. You know, we've bought into the lie that I can, we can, I can work this out myself. I got this. Dr. Phil, how's that working for you? <laughs> There's not shame in trusting God. It's not comfortable. It's difficult. None of us likes to be vulnerable, even with God. But that's the place where weakness and strength meet. His divine power, his divine power. I mean, I, I keep, it keeps playing over and in my mind is his divine power. I hope it plays over in yours too. I want to read a prayer of Paul for the church in Ephesus. It's found in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 to 21. And I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. And I just want to kind of read this, yes, as a prayer, but also, you know, it's a, as a scripture, but also as a prayer over you. And Paul puts this in such a great way. I love how you can tell Paul's been through a lot when you read how he prays for other people. So Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 begins with this. It says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your innermost being. Are you seeing a bit of a pattern here? I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your innermost being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. Paul's praying, he says, that you may have power to recognize how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. And that you may know this love that surpasses understanding. This love that brings freedom from shame and separation and fear, that brings freedom from depression, from guilt, that he gives us the joy that we desire, from worry, from doubt, that his love, the power of his love for us sets us free from shame and weakness, that calls us chosen, that calls us accepted, that calls us righteous, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. To him, him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power 
that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever and ever. Amen. Can we stand together? To him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power at work in us. We all have limits, but we serve a God who has called us to live beyond limits. We serve a God that can do immeasurably more and we have access to the Holy Spirit that empowers us to walk in freedom beyond ourselves. To live beyond limits. This morning, I want to invite you to trust God and reach out for more of His Spirit in us. That His power in us. We need Him. I need Him. This city needs Him. We need His Spirit within us. Not just a trickle. I'm thinking fire hose here. We need His Spirit, His power within us. We need His love to dwell in our hearts through faith. So during this time of worship, let's lift Him up. Let's humble ourselves. And let's be open to more of Him. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to work in our midst and in our hearts. If, if you want to come forward during the worship, there's folks on or the team that will, can pray with you if you want to do that. You want to just stay in your seats. But, but let's make this a time of His divine power in us to, to transform, to empower, to lift up, to make a difference, to encourage. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for the freedom that you bring. And God, we just open our hearts to you, God. Move in this place. Let your spirit fall. Let minister to your people, oh God. Lord, we, we're not going to put you in a box. We're not going to make it look like something that it's not. But God, we just want a genuine touch of your spirit. So God, have your way in us at this time, I pray in Jesus' name.